Exactly. Now I hear that. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on just a second, Pete. Start over, cut, take two. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, the perils of outside podcasting. No, we're there. We're in it. <laughs> we're in it, uh, in it hard. I, uh, yeah, so I, I, uh, you've been getting your uh, lawn taken care of. I have. It's been a long time since exciting. we've talked. I feel like we have some housekeeping to take care of. So, like your lawn and... Well, we've had a lawn, but we there are we wanted more lawn than what we were given. So uh, you always means, you always want more. Yeah, we, we, that means more sprinklers. You know what I've got though, and this is why I'm out of my patio is that it's really it's my new office, sort of. I've got a, a big couch out here, um, chairs, some plants, and then I've I've kind of gone nuts with those uh, those Asian globe lights. I have kind of a mix of like. Uh, solar and battery and color and white and big and small and I've so the the uh, the ceiling of the patio it's got a very sort of you know party feel to it and that's, uh, that's fantastic and the trees I have a few so it's got it's very cool I'm 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 getting some more you know sort of furniture for back here so that it can just be the permanent place to hang out it's kind of a you're kind of setting up a, a little bit of a boogie nights aesthetic. It's a little, you, yeah, it's that? a little bit of a party. I, I, I'm starting to wonder, you know, like, at what point do people just come knock on the door and say, okay, we know there's a party going on. That's right. That, I've, that still I, happens, right? <laughs> well, I live in Idaho and you don't know, you know, I, I'm still learning what happens in Idaho. Um, but I've got these outdoor curtains that are, they actually have a very cool vibe to them. And I have them glowing from behind with uh, some solar spotlights. They're very cool. That's you've put a, a lot of a uh, lot of hominess into your backyard. I'm I'm proud of you. Hey, I'm just getting started. Oh, I love hearing I love hearing need, that. Still need the hot tub. Uh, wow. So, hey, what do we think of this uh, Skype Facebook thing? Yeah, what do you what do you mean? It's been uh, it's been out there for a while now. What do you think? What do you have you, you have you about? yet to use it? I have yet to use it. Yeah, me too. Seems a little nutty, doesn't it? I don't, th I, I don't think so. And, and I, I'll tell you, I, I think the real issue is, um, that, that f Facebook is still, we're, we're, it's still sort of in a transition where people, uh, a lot of people are, are starting to view Facebook. A lot of young people are really viewing Facebook as a channel, right? Sure. And so now they're not, they, they may not be picking up the phone anymore for primary tier communication. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's email and phone and that's kind of the, yeah, I really have some serious things I want to talk to you about for many people. It's the most serious is when you need to pick up the phone. Uh, and that's, that's a kind of that sort of urgent message. And then you, you kind of move to second tier communication for the quicker notes, which is like SMS and Facebook and Google plus and, and IMing. Um, you know, Skype chat is, is kind of in there. Uh, it, it, you know, it's it's like those those are the channels. And I think Facebook is becoming uh, a more viable kind of primary tier communication channel, as evidenced by the comments coming out of, you know, AT&T um, 
saying that, you know, we're, we're really impacted, particularly in our SMS business, specifically by Facebook and Facebook Messenger, where, where, and, and I think not, uh, you know, well, and they've had by it, association by with, you know, iCloud and, and iMessage. Well, and they've had the luxury of about what a 2300% markup yeah. on text messaging. It's unreal, absolutely unreal what they've been getting away with in, in the SMS business. And so, really, I mean, there are a lot of, of folks, uh, myself included, who are thinking it's about time you've been robbing us. Yes. Um, you yeah, know, they're not, is, they're not going to get a lot of sympathy. No, they're not a lot of symphony, but, but, uh, symphony. There's not a lot of symphony. <laughs> um, hey, uh, you're doing that thing again. That, that, uh, that, that unplug it and plug Un it back. Unplug Here it I go. Plug it, yeah. How would, well, that's, yeah, I hear you. Wait, you hear me? I hear you. Now you're much oh, better. Oh, now I hear you too. That's like the audio version of Photoshop. Like what you really sound like, and then you plug it in, and that's what that's your dulcet tones. I uh, anyway, so I I really well, think that that's that's becoming an issue, and I think you see more and more sort of people who are who are really using some of these free tools like Google Plus and Facebook as primary communication channels. That 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 does directly impact. Well, and, uh, and let me just clarify that the only sort of you know when I said. I can't remember what word I used, but when I, you know, this Facebook video chat, I haven't used it yet. And, you know, it's, I can't remember what word I used, but it was nutty. You semi, said it was nutty. Yeah. Semi derogatory. My only point there is that every single time I look at an integration between um, something that uh, isn't already built into Facebook, so something I don't have control over, um, I, so I haven't tried this. I haven't looked into this because I look at this and I see, oh, well, I need to connect Skype to Facebook. Well, is every call I make on Skype going to show up as Dane called so-and-so? I'm sure it's not, but I'm worried because it happens to all kinds of, you know, like when you do that, we've had this conversation about magazines and stuff like that. So I'm always yeah. hesitant, but at the same time, I, I got to say, and so you're talking about, you know, Facebook becoming a channel, replacing some other um evolving media and and obviously you know as much as they can become a one-stop destination i mean instagram purchase and um you know skype uh, integration and that sort of thing um what i heard yeah, well and and parenthetically are you using instagram more or less now that it's been purchased you never, never used really, it at all yeah, so i never really did um yeah i uh -huh. i yeah I, well, I mean that uh, that that extra little what three minutes of setup is just something I thought eh, I use just the iPhone and I'll post it if I need to. But um, no, but I heard a conversation this week, and 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 I think these are really fun conversations that are happening about the uh, Facebook IPO. And starting with, um, I think it was last week. Uh, apparently, Mark Zuckerberg showed up uh, on Wall Street in a, in a hoodie. hoodie. <laughs> And there were those in Wall Street saying, okay, he's certainly not ready to be a CEO or to be ready to be taken seriously, or, you know, how does he defile our sacred space like that? And there were others who are much more familiar with Facebook who are saying, actually, you know, he, he very much is 
the CEO for Facebook, and he is the passion behind the product, much as Steve Jobs was behind behind Apple, even though for years he was criticized as being either too immature or just not management material. And he himself brought on a CEO to replace him. And, you know, at one point, and it just, you know, um, it's an interesting, it, whether or not it's Silicon Valley or whether or not it's the tech industry or, or whether it's just, you know, the way certain companies um, uh, sort of are, you know, their DNA, how they're built. Um, but the, the argument was that, uh, that I thought was quite interesting is that, you know, as much as much money as these guys are about to make in this IPO, um, many of them, uh, and particularly Mark Zuckerberg, is looking beyond, um, you know, fattening his wallet and and really, in an earnest way, for better or worse, wanting to have an impact on the world. And so when he shows up in a hoodie, they're saying, you know, it isn't so much that he's trying to sort of, you know, be true to his... <laughs> his yeah. fashion, his fashion roots. It's it's maybe so that he he's, and this is somebody reading into a guy well, who and this is the guy that way. But the, the you know. article, I, I, the art, the analyst that wrote this article is, I mean, he just comes off like a tool. You know, I can't. I mean, I I don't I don't know how to take that seriously when when you know you read this analyst report and you want to like desperately want to get some some sort of rich kind of insight into how this IPO is going to uh, uh, is going to affect the broader kind of uh, business landscape and he's focused on this damned hoodie like that that is right. the, the, the that shows this level of sort of superficiality that exists right now in in this way they don't know how to look at Facebook I think that's a sign that nobody knows how to look at Facebook and how it's going to fit and so they're just latching on to whatever they possibly can well and 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 it I, I think for some, because of exactly what you're saying, and you sort of put a few pieces together and they say, we don't know, we don't get it. These guys are young. We're not, they are, they are about to be valued at an enormous, um, uh, number, I guess. And, and we don't know what's going on. Oh, and their CEO just bought a 12 person unprofitable company for a billion dollars. Um, and mm -hmm. he's got a hoodie on I, but again, you, you, you go back and, and, and that's course, the connection yeah, they're making. That's such a move a dude in a hoodie would make. Exactly. Right. Rather than, no, he really feels that, you know, he needs to make aggressive moves to get in mobile in a, in a deeper way because we are not far away from, I mean, a, a company like Facebook would be irrelevant if they weren't dominating mobile in a, in a few years um, yeah. or, or any company that isn't really dominating mobile uh, will lose some real relevancy. If your focus is desktop activity, um, and, and I guess, and this was another part, this is a, another conversation, uh, yesterday that, um, just a breakdown of, uh, you, so you probably, they're numbers you probably have heard in other places, but anyway, the breakdown of, okay, you know, they've got, what is it like a billion people on now or something? Um, just a, a huge percentage of the population, but each individual, and I believe this is, well, this is either per month or per year, each individual, earns for Facebook uh, like $4.39 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And for Facebook uh, to really be worth their valuation, their estimated valuation at IPO, each individual will need to be making them $20. So this is all obviously ad-driven, and it's a matter of how much do the ads cost, how much are our users interacting with the ads so that the clicks, you know, get 
uh, uh, charged. Well, um, yeah, and we're getting some data that I think is interesting. There's a there was an article. Uh, Jim Edwards had an article today in Business Insider, and and you know it's talking about WordStream data and. Um, you know, WordStream is, as it may not be the best sort of data because WordStream is a company that is, uh, you know, as, as Jim points out in this article, he says, so let's see, caveat here is WordStream is, is uh, rather more dependent on Google than Facebook. And so, you, you know, there is an argument to be made that the data here is skewed toward Facebook. But some of this data is is really interesting when you look at just where Facebook is in the advertising ecosystem, not just in the overall amount of money that's being poured into it, but in engagement in those ads. And so where do you, what do you think of this? Um, from Jim, the average click-through rate for an ad on the internet generally is just 0.1%. At Facebook, it's even lower at 0.051%. Google's click-through rate is 0.4%. Here's a summary. Facebook, 50 reaches, a uh, total reach, 51% of all internet users. Google, 90% of all internet users. Q1 revenue, 1.06 billion, down 6.5% year on year and down 32% sequentially at Facebook. Google, 2.9 billion, up 1% year on year, up 7.7% sequentially. Uh, the, you know, I mean, is is the ad inc- ecosystem at Facebook all all bluster? I mean, what are you seeing in your Well, here's here's results? what I think about it. it, it there are okay, so I, I mean, I think there and, are a couple... and the question, your question, how does this performance get us to twenty dollars a user that yeah. Facebook needs? Well, let me say a couple things. One, I'm going to say that you know, I think I don't know who this is getting lost on. I, I mean, maybe the general public doesn't even think about this or whatever. But uh, you know, there's a balance always. You know, we've been talking about Instagram and and this Skype integration, and and we know there are others that exist and others that are coming. Games and I, you know, all that. Whether whether those things specifically make revenue this year for Facebook or not isn't the point so much that it's, you know, keeping people engaged. And as you said, making Facebook a channel that becomes uh, more and more of a primary use um, platform. That's one thing. The other thing then is twofold, I guess, when you look at Google and, and you look at Facebook and you compare ads and, and, and clicks, on the, on the one hand, Google has had more time to really build an expertise in how they deliver the ads, how they optimize the ads, and how they help the people who are placing the ads be more efficient without having, you know, a degree in rocket science. Uh, and I guess as they do that, uh, I guess the other part of that is that the advertisers who work, uh, you know, placing ads, um, whether they're agencies or, or companies or individuals, small businesses, um, again, Google has been able to, I think, make it easier for those people to become experts so that currently not only are there larger portions of many companies' budgets being spent on Google versus Facebook, but those companies have, in the same way that Google has become more efficient in how that fits and works and where they're placed and, and, uh, uh, and how they're sort of rated and scored, but the advertisers putting more time, more effort, more energy, and putting more experience behind it, 
has created, you know, uh, uh, an arena where for now, I, I just doesn't, um, doesn't uh, shock me, I guess, at all, that the efficiencies are higher, that the click-through rate is higher, and that the overall revenue is higher at Google versus Facebook. Facebook is, has got a ways to go, but they're trying to play the game of continuing to build an audience, continuing to keep that audience on there for, for, for longer and for more uses. At the same time, how do we do a better job of matching the ads uh, to the users and bringing in more advertisers so that we can do more matching? That's, you know, it's just another part of how that works better on Google is just the volume, the, the diversity, uh, the, the, the total, you know, kinds of, I guess, advertisers and companies, whether they're local or national or international. Google can run their ag algorithms and match things to you. And obviously search is a whole other uh, you know, a much more, it's a much more specific way, I think, to deliver an ad than to say, I'm matching your interests and hoping you're in the mood for this product at this time. Which is a great point. I'm looking right now at Facebook and I am seeing my sponsored ads. Weight loss just for men. Okay. You know, I've lost a lot of weight recently. I can understand. I don't know how they know that about me. I don't remember liking something that's related to that. But the second one is a gout study. We're looking for people suffering gout attacks. Take part in a research study. I have never Facebook, in my Google. life on Facebook. I have never in my life had a gout attack. What? How? What did I do to get associated with gout studies? Uh, you know, I'm. I, I think to your to your point that um, our interests shift, and I think part of the problem in the infrastructure of Facebook is that we're counting on interests being at least uh, or, or sort of collections of interests. Um, that uh, people are taking a more active role in curating their collection of interests. That's what I'm. That's what I want to say. That Facebook needs me to take an active role in curating my own interests on my profile, so that they can serve the most relevant needs uh, over time. Right? I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, you have to add that with and more companies need to be giving Facebook more ads that they can serve yes more I guess diversely or whatever so that you because this gout thing was probably a pretty loose association that I would assume in a couple of years uh, there you know it's sort of like well if there isn't it, it's not that you couldn't have been it's not that Facebook doesn't have more information about you to serve you better ads per se it, it it's that and a blend of, well, what are they going to go after? You know, I mean, these, whoever this gout company is, maybe have, they may have just been very loose with their, well, we want somebody, a male, you know, this age to this yeah, age who right. has weight issues or something like that. And, and how do we come up with, you know, it's probably just was very loosely done and Facebook didn't even, didn't have a more specific offering to put in front of your face at that time. Yeah, and and that gets to the to you know sort of the challenges of the ecosystem, right? If there is an expectation that I'm constantly updating my uh, my interests so that I'm getting the most the the ads that are served based on my most current set of interests, then it's requiring a lot of action from me that I don't take on a regular basis. Is it just me, or am I seeing fewer ads than I used to see on Facebook? I'm only seeing two at a time right now. I'm seeing two right now. Uh, actually, I'm when I go wide, it's I get odd. I get a third one. But mm. but I think that changes depending on how much traffic. Like I, it, it, a lot of that may be because I've, you know, I have my timeline filled out through many years, 
And so, you know, like my timeline at the top takes up more space. But anyway, the, to my point, mm. um, so Facebook's counting on me taking a, a lot more action on, uh, you know, to keep my profile up to date so they can serve me the most relevant ads, whereas Google is serving me more relevant ads based on what I'm searching for at the time. At that moment, yeah. And I think they've got a leg up because of that. I think yeah. it's it's going to be... You know, I mean, I think Facebook, you can you can sort of sit around and, and dream and, and envision ways that as they, I don't know, as, as, as things evolve, um, that, that maybe they do have something that Google can be quite jealous of. Um, but I, I would say today, the fact that, yeah, you can be delivered ads that are very specific to what you need right then, right at that moment is is just a better place to be. Um, although, you know, if you, if you do the calculation and I think this is something to think about. So if, and I, you know, whatever the numbers were, I can't remember, but I, I do know that <laughs> the, the one I gave you earlier, that it's something like $4 and 30 cents versus, you know, $20. And so that's the gap they need to make up. If you, if you look at that and so this was on NPR and they actually did the math, I think, but, um, there, the I guess the bottom line is uh, there's a, that's a lot of money. Um, that's a lot of money from advertisers and companies that they will be spending. So if you are an ad agency or a small business, a, a large company, um, you know, a, a nonprofit, a, a whatever, and if you have yet to have any experience whatsoever with Facebook advertising. Um, then it's it's probably you know it, it's probably time to get on board with at least uh, some testing or something because uh, again I, I think even though there currently is a ton of advertising going on some of it very successful I'm not sure I think we'll probably see a ton of you know political advertising through Facebook that we won't see on Google yeah yeah um, stuff like that I mean I um, well especially as more and more I mean I I think the the increase in candidates adopting Facebook pages is is increasing uh, you know by an order of magnitude um, and and I I don't know that there's a really great way that uh, Facebook has to know if an ad offends me or that I don't ever want to see it again yeah so that's a little you know it, it, I so I got to imagine that there's maybe you know millions of dollars that uh, candidates would like to spend on Facebook, but if if there becomes if there's sort of a backlash, uh, if if every time I go on Facebook I see political ads I don't want to see. Oh, they do actually. Okay, so if you hover over an ad, uh, there's a little X in the top right corner, and if you click on that X, you can say I want to hide just this ad, or I want to hide all ads from this advertiser. And if you say here, it says you know, okay, your ads are hidden. We'll try not to show you ads from Gout Study. Why don't you like these ads? Well, is it's uninteresting, misleading, sexually explicit, against my views, offensive, repetitive, or other. That doesn't give me a great option. If I do have other, I can type in why it's, you know, offensive to me. I'm going to put uninteresting for the Walmart uh, Avengers ad that I was served. Ad hidden, hidden to help us show you a better ad. Tell us what you like. Yeah. That, there you go. So they need me to go in and curate my ads now. That's all so I'm doing is I'm, curating I'm doing my some work practices. for them. That's right. 
which uh, you know is sort of lame. But here's a here's the thing. Here's another bit of news from from Facebook. As long as we're perseverating on Facebook, what do you think of the Facebook App Center? Have you read about this? No. Well, like every platform, uh, uh, you know, every other platform we've got going on from the for mobile, uh, uh, Facebook has introduced the App Center. Uh, from the blog. So this is different than, you know, I mean, I've always been able to go into an, an app area in my account. Which is not not great. Yeah, exactly. Right? And and I assumed you were talking about something a little more substantial than and that. And when you think most apps on Facebook are not available on mobile, right? And Facebook knows that mobile is the way. I mean, they, they know that mobile is, is you know, going to be bread and butter platform for them in the future. And right now they're really predominantly web-based, particularly in light of the updated Google Plus mobile app. I don't know if you've tried that yet. Uh, it is great, but no, I haven't tried it. It's fast. It's interesting to look at. It's easy to engage with the content. And at, by comparison, Facebook is, a, it's a, just a, you know, a collection of small, shiny stones. Like it, it's just, uh, like not not a great experience, and so I think this is all sort of part and partial to their effort to increase, um, you know, mobile work. But it, anyway, so according to a blog post by Aaron, Aaron Brady at Facebook on the developer blog, in the coming weeks people will be able to access App Center on the web and in the iOS and Android Facebook apps. All Canvas mobile and web apps that follow the guidelines can be listed. All developers should start start preparing today to make sure their app is included for launch. It is a new place to find social apps. The App Center gives developers an additional way to grow their apps and create opportunities for more types of apps to be successful. So it's going to actually be uh, just like the you know App Store for Chrome, just like the iTunes App Store, the Apple App Store, it's a place that consolidates all of the apps that run on top of the Facebook platform that you can add to your account. And most importantly, uh, it does include a revenue split. Uh, and so you can have uh, uh, apps that you charge for. So uh, many developers have been successful with in-app purchases, but to support more types of apps on Facebook.com, we'll give developers the option to offer paid apps. This is a simple-to-implement payment feature that lets people pay a flat fee to use an app on Facebook.com. If you're interested in a beta program, sign up to receive more information. So what do you think of this? I mean, is it, you know, can you imagine yourself paying to use an app on Facebook? Oh, sure I can. Really? Es yes, especially if, uh, you know, if it did something that I want it to do and I have the kind of control I want it to have. The problem I've had with Facebook apps, um, they, they either go to serve uh, what, like a Pinterest or uh, yeah. the Washington Post or something like that. Um, or maybe some internal ecosystem like a, um, a a game of some kind, I suppose. Uh, you know, I mean, how who else is going to pay for the for the app? I mean, if there's an app that truly is a utility, and I just think it's I think that if you are, let's say, like Apple, and you say, <clears throat> "Hey, we've got this device, and in this case, it's a platform, but we've got this place people are going to be, and we want it to be the best possible. We don't want to have to." you know, build and hire massive teams of people to do everything. We need third parties to develop these and we're going to give an incentive. You, you could possibly, you know, make a living off of building apps for our platform and you'll be able to charge and there'll be a revenue split. And if it's compel if it's a compelling app, why wouldn't I pay for the app? 
Why wouldn't no, I? No, I mean, I, I buy that. The, 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 the operative question here is, can you imagine buying an app on Facebook? And that's Through Facebook. Yeah, is that what you through, mean? And trusting them with my credit well, card. Well, not even that. Like, I'm on the fence enough about just sort of using Facebook and maintaining my account. Like, I'm doing get, anything I get, that leaves a trail. The, the idea of that, like, I t- we talked just last time we talked, it was all about how suspicious we are about other apps that integrate yes. with Facebook. And so here, well, now we're talking yes. about paying for that experience? Well, and I guess my first naive assumption is that, um, oh, a paid app would, you know, that part of why these other apps are free is because the only reason they are free is, is, you know, they broadcast my activity about their product to the world. Right, right. And and so my initial, again, naive assumption is, but if I'm going to pay for an app, I'm going to pay for an app with some privacy settings that isn't out to broadcast you know, the maker of the app or the brand that supports that app every time I use it or do something with it, which to me, that's the current app ecosystem on Facebook is, is, is all about sort of branding or, or broadcasting activity within that app. You know, I think, I think it's, uh, you can sort of see an interesting um, evolution when you look at uh, like Chrome and Chromebooks from Google and Facebook as a, as a web platform uh, and what Microsoft is doing. Uh, and Microsoft actually already has quite a foothold in the Facebook e- ecosystem. If you want to do sort of a shared document stuff, you can do that. And Skype is, you know, now a Microsoft property. So, you know, you have that uh, uh, kind of built in. So can you imagine one day uh, cracking open your, um, you know, your Google Chromebook and having it automatically launch into the Facebook web ecosystem where you write your next business plan using Microsoft Office Online through Facebook on your Google device. That's, uh, you know, I think that's, that's, uh, uh, that that's sort of where this is going, right? I mean, they're they're looking at deprecating the the OS, the desktop OS, in favor of this web OS, and I I can totally see that because it's all one hundred percent driven by the advertising ecosystem, and that's what um, I think that's what's fueling the the app store for um, you know for Facebook. I my issue is just straight up adoption. I I don't know. I I just have a really hard time personally with it. I think it makes a great deal of sense. From a business perspective, and I think where Facebook is going, it makes a great deal of sense. Well, but yeah, but there's that line they're straddling. I mean, what what you describe about using Microsoft Office, you know, in Facebook, if I were to compare that to using Google Docs within the Google ecosystem, well, none of us ever really worried about that, even though that has sharing components and we can make things public or make them private. uh, um, I've never worried that that was going to come back and bite me or it was going to broadcast to the world. Well, here on on this, on Facebook, I mean, their whole secret to success has been the socialization of everything and tapping into um, people's desire to socialize and then taking that to a level that, you, you know, that none of us would have been comfortable with 10 years ago. And so am I going to use, am I going to write personal documents with an office product on Facebook? Well, today, I don't have any... Like, not unless I am writing a poem I want the world to read, I guess, I'm, you know. Do you do a lot of poetry? No, I don't. I don't write poems. Poems are just something I've never been able to write. Hmm. How about you? Do you write poems? Yeah, I used to. They were sad teen poems. So, oh. I, so, I, so I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> 
was the end of my dalliance with the arts. <laughs> that was not your end of the dalliance with the arts. <laughs> well, you dally like, all the time. Well, In fact, I'm a regular I've got a, dallier. I've got a dalliance I want to um, see if you've heard of. Oh, good. I just discovered this yesterday. Are we changing subjects? Are we done with Facebook now? Well, I'm ready to. Right. Unless you wanted to engage no. us. No, I just wanted to say the apps, just looking at the app center, some of the the apps that are, you know, they're looking at are are pretty significant uh apps that are So it doesn't exist now. There's no apps coming in right coming. Well, you know, the standard apps that you can already get, all the tie-in apps, and there are lots of apps on Facebook, but you have to it, it's hard to find. And what they're talking about is is actually doing the sort of developer conversion to the Facebook app center and making them all mobile ready. So that's all. All right. Go do your thing. That is actually kind Let's, of interesting. It is interesting. It's so, very interesting. Have you heard of Deer Photograph? Uh, Deer, Deer Photograph. Photograph. So just look it up, I guess. It's fairly straightforward. Okay. Deer Photograph. Deer Photograph. Deer oh, Photograph. Oh, oh, you know, I have. I, I have totally heard of this, and I've seen a lot of these, and they're fantastic. Uh, these are so cool. How I mean, this was just somebody's brilliant idea. Apparently, somebody was in, I guess, a kitchen or something, and and did this. Held up a photograph that had been taken like twenty years ago in the same room, and matched everything up. Took a picture with the camera so that you have essentially the room as it exists today. But then this this scene happening within the room, this scene that happened twenty years ago. And it and it just sort of sounds like okay, yeah, that's whatever. Until you start looking at these, and there's a lot of power there. Yeah. In some of these, you know, like taking I don't know a picture of your childhood home today, but holding up a picture of you with your parents in the front yard, and you and you match it so that as you take the picture, the steps line up, the walkway lines up, and all of a sudden. It just sort of creates this time warp. It's very cool. It's very cool. I like the. There's one here with a an old golden retriever on the bottom step of this old house, and then holding up a picture that kind of fits in with the top steps, and you see the golden retriever as a puppy up on the top step in the old picture. This is really. It's very they, powerful. Yeah, they just touch me. I mean, this really. In fact, I have to tell you, I I heard about this yesterday morning on on NPR, and um, and I. I came home, I looked at it, and I thought, you know, the project I have had sitting for years on my shelf is to digitize some pictures of my wife and I's, you know, childhood. Our, our parents have both sort of, over the years, just, hey, you better have these because we're not sure we trust ourselves to totally take mm -hmm. care of them. You probably want them and, you know, whatever. And so we've had these great pictures of um, these childhood pictures, but they exist as... That's the sprinklers. That didn't shock you, did it? No, it sounds like it's working all right. It's just just a water sound, just yeah. a pleasant. This is good. Zen I, I water. Kinda, I kind of have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. All right. Well, so let ahead. me know if I need to move inside. But <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 you know, I've kept myself from. I always just thought, yeah, at, at some point, I'll just set aside some money. I'll take all these pictures. I'll just drop them into a photo center and just get them done. But there aren't that many. It's not like there are a million pictures. So I started kind of researching easy ways to do it. And, uh, you know, using preview on the Mac is actually not too shabby. No, it's way not. To do it. It's not. Make sure you scan them big, though. That's the biggest thing. You know, I digitized well, a I'm bunch. Well, I'm doing of... 600 DPI. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty high. 
I was going to say 300, but and uh, is is you know nice and 300 is probably fine. I just some of these are but you want not a future shape. Yeah, you want to future proof them, and you want to be able to have enough data in there so that you can go in and Photoshop them. And and at, at, at 600, they come out at yeah. about a megabyte each, which yeah. I figure I'm taking pictures today on my camera that oh, yeah, out about that. that. So, you know, 300. There's a there's a I'm trying to as I get better at this sort of set aside the ones that'll be just fine at 300 it's i'm doing whether where they're kind of tiny or they're just not in awesome shape or they're really that you know special um i've been doing all those at 600 so far but mm -hmm. i figure i'll switch to 300 soon. well it's uh I, you know i i've been scanning photos over the years and i'm finding the the big mistake is or not even a mistake that you know i scan them at you know whatever the current sort of accepted resolution is that my scanner is capable of and so photos i scanned you know with my very first scanner i'm looking at now and they're really small and i can't really do much with them and that's and now you know in some cases i don't have the photos anymore Yikes. Uh, and so, you know, I've got this great scan of them, but, you know, I want to do more. And that's just, you know, sort of you want to scan for the aspiration you will have. Um, so, uh, well, but I love this. The DearPhotograph.com uh, at, at Taylor Jones uh, has the book of Dear Photograph. There's a beautiful book you can buy of these collected images. They're they're really fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I'm really impressed. This is, yeah. again, just a, a quirky little idea that when you see it in practice and done well, is really kind of moving, really just kind of yeah. like thought provoking. And, um, you know, I mean, the value of, of, of photography, yeah. right? I, uh, that's my, uh, did I tell you about this? You know, so I'm, 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 man, I've got the big birthday coming up uh, this, this year. And so I've been 33. thinking, yeah, 33, I'll be 33 again. I'll be, I'll be turning 30. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I've been thinking about, you know, what I want to do to kind of do that. My wife is, is doing this thing. She's, she's training. She's going to ride her bike from Portland to, uh, you know, down to California mm, for right. her 40th birthday. She's going to take a week and drive and ride down to Napa. And I'm going to drive down and cause I'm a, kind of a wuss and, and uh, so I'll be driving down uh, and meeting her. And so we're going to have a little little thing. And now that's that's her big birthday project. And I'm thinking, what is it? What is the stuff that's important to me? And what you just said, I mean, that's it for me. It's the people in my life and the photography that I do. And so, you know, I've decided that my big uh, photo project of the year uh, that I do every year is to for my birthday to travel around to all of the kind of major cities where my friends are and the people that are very important to me are and take their portrait. And, oh, how cool! Yeah, and and I'm I feel really good. I've been making a list, and it's a huge list. I got a lot of people who are important to me, whether old teachers or you know friends or family or whatever. But I'm I'm really excited, um, you know, to do this. So um, that is so cool. Yeah, it it that it, is so cool. It's just it's very personal, and I know it's it's not like you know I'm not I, I'm not you know doing uh, you know anyway for for me it's it's a way to to kind of celebrate my birthday in a way that's important to me it's not i'm not you know curing cancer i guess but but i'm you know uh, sort of a way to share the the important but, people but you know that's life. the big thing about that big birthday yeah. that is yet to be named is um is that turn where you you uh i don't know i mean it <laughs> at, at some point you realize that day is not about what are other people going to do for you 
Yeah. And it's not about what you're going to do for other people, really. It's really about a, a, um, a meditation in some way and however that you know works for different people, whether it's you decide to hang out with a few of your best friends and go on a trip or you decide to, um, you know, take on a new hobby or you decide to, um, you know, to do something like what you're proposing, something that really thoughtfully blends um, your passions and, and, uh, and the things that mean the most to you, but you're directing it, you're using this as an occasion to do that is, you know, that, that kind of, uh, kind of adds all kinds of value and significance to, um, to being able to at least look forward to that date. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, that, that frames it perfectly. Uh, it's, it seems like something that to me is, is something I'm going to remember. And now I'll have, you know, hundreds of portraits of my, the most important people in my life as a result. And that, that's, that is so yeah. cool. That is so cool. Uh, Man, I just got to sit and think about that for a minute. Cause that is really cool. Wow. What a great idea. Thanks. You could, and, and you know, you, you maybe since you also are, you know, uh, an audiophile and tend to carry, you know, um, audio equipment with you, you may want to either blog it or, or, or record the whole experience. I can see this being like a documentary or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about that. Like what are, you know, I, I have, I, I feel like I have some interesting friends that might have some interesting voice to lend. Well, anyway. and those are some of my favorite documentaries, honestly, is, you know, people sort of either going back through their life or just, um, I think anything that gives you an excuse or a reason, you know, there are people we're sort of acquainted with and Facebook's made it that much easier to really just sort of maintain acquaintances with, you know, people you otherwise maybe have lost and, and you're not going to pick up the phone and call and, mm -hmm. and whatever. But, but as we've sort of been in this Facebook ecosystem for however many years, um, you sort of, I guess, continue to kind of sift through, like, you know, you you at times maybe reevaluate, like, who, gosh, even though I haven't seen this guy for 20 years, his posts are so engaging, and we seem to still have so much in common, and I'd really like to see this guy again, but he lives a state away, and mm -hmm. what's the excuse going to be, you know? So anyway, I think to come up with a reason to really... um you know, have, uh, have new experiences with, with old friends and, and family. I think it's just, it's got, it's got really cool written all over it. It's got interesting and, and, uh, I just kind of, it could be enough to just have it be your personal experience and you're taking some pictures or I wonder, take a camera, a video camera or an audio recording along or, or write about it as you go, create a blog, who knows? Yeah. You know, I, I whatever the case, it, it's one of those things that I feel like I haven't been, well, it just it, every year when I choose sort of the yearly personal project, I get, I get jazzed. But this one I'm, I'm, I find myself sort of genuinely inspired by that kind of reconnection. And I, I, I need that. I feel like we all do to find that thing, you know, that sort of keeps well, us moving forward. It's a, it's a lonely life if we don't. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, that's uh, that's my plan for the big uh, for the big forty, and it feels uh, feels good. It kind of gets me, you know, back to this dear f dear photograph. I think that's such an important kind of message that's uh, uh, that we we keep in touch with our uh, with our past, and this is a neat way to do it. So, 
Yeah, I, I love the birds in the background. It feels like we should. If well, you know what? There were just two yellow finches that flew onto my fence, like tiny little parakeet sized. I, I assume they're finches, but yeah. bright yellow with a little, little sort of ruby, uh, I don't know, triangle on their throat or something like that. And it sort of just felt like the tropics all of a sudden. And Those were really cool birds. You're thinking to yourself, <laughs> breakfast. And did I tell you about the frogs that are here at night? <laughs> no. Have, have I not? Oh my gosh. I'm going to no. play you this quick little recording over the, uh, on the mic. Let's see if this works, but I'm telling you every single night. So there's this home has beyond the back fence, there's a big sort of a green belt space. Okay. So there's quite a distance to the backyard neighbor. And in between that, there's just a lot of grass, uh, a, a, a path and uh, a ditch that only has water in the summertime. I'm not, it's kind of a canal, I guess, but it's the water uh, flows. And so, I don't know, about a month ago or whatever, when it weather started to warm up, I came outside and I'm like, like it sounds like a nature recording. And it happens every <laughs> night and it starts about, you know, I don't know, it starts, uh, well, right now, maybe it's 9 30 ish or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it more or less goes all night. And um, I'm going I'm to see if you, you can hear this. Hold on just a second. Let's see. How would this work? Tell me if you can hear us. Oops. Wow. How cool is that? I'm not kidding. That's crazy. <laughs> It's so cool. In fact, last night we just slept with the windows open or the other night I actually was just sitting out here on the couch in the back patio and I fell asleep just to that soothing sound. You do, I mean, but, you know, to get that kind of real life nature, I mean, you're talking a trip to the Sharper Image catalog. <laughs> right, I know. For a bedside table with waterfall sounds like that's well, that's uh, that's the rainforest setting. I sent I sent that one to my dad. Um and he, uh, he's like, yeah, right. I can buy those clips too. I own a couple of those. <laughs> That's exactly right. Like, no, no, really. Uh, okay. I'll do it. I'll do it on video or something next time. We'll do a live FaceTime chat and you'll hear this. It is insane. That's it happens crazy. every night and it's so cool. That's fantastic. That's really yeah. cool. So I'm liking that. Right. Anyway. Well, what, do you have anything else for the, uh, for no. the show? I think I'm kind of done. Yeah, I I like uh where can you know, where can people find you if they sat through the end where should they go to to learn more about you, handsome Dane? You know, I, I was I'm struggling here. I, I don't want to say my life. You would you'd learn it's crazy what you'd learn if you went there. But um so and I, it still scares me. But my, uh, my life? Yeah. Um you know what? I, I was just going to I wanted to throw something different out there. So how about facebook.com slash altadane? You can try and friend me. I might friend you back. Facebook.com slash altadane. Do you have subscription? Oh, man, you got to turn subscriptions on. What is that? What are you? A, you're a, like a savage. You don't have Facebook. This is... Uh, oh, am I? Yeah, I, I, I shut my privacy up a bit there. What you do, what you do is you go in there and you go into your to your uh, account settings and you turn on subscriptions so that people can subscribe to your public updates. Then when you post, because you post good stuff, 
you post your videos and you're you got the Maurice Sendak stuff and I mean there's good stuff here. And so anything that no, wait you a post minute, wait publicly. A minute. So what? I'm I'm in my account settings and it says subscribers. That's yeah. not what I want, right? That's that's what you go click on subscribers. Oh, allow subscribers. And say allow subscribers and here's what you want. Who can comment on your public posts? I have public including subscribers turned on for mine. Uh and then uh, everything else can be, uh, you know, subscriptions and reshares and comments from friends of friends. You know, I, I, I have that on. So anyway, so now people can essentially, you know, they can subscribe to anything that you post that's public and anything that you post that's private won't get displayed for them. Hmm. That's good. Still feel like I'm going out of limb there, oh, but I'll, 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 I'll throw it up you're for gonna a while. Be, you're going to be fine. I can, I can tell. <laughs> I know you're going to be fine. I did sort of shut that all down, huh? Don't know Face- what you... See, this is... Listen to me. I'm the one who's like saying, oh, I don't know if I'm going to buy a Facebook app, you know. But I'm on Facebook every single freaking day. I post the daily photo there every day. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of having... <laughs> I'm sick of having so many things to... So many places to post this stupid stuff. But Facebook is where the people are, man. It's where the people are. All that's right. that's the darn truth. So Facebook.com slash Alta Dane. That's awesome. You can also go to Facebook.com slash Raspixel, and you can look at the uh, uh, all the past Raspixel shows, including this one. Uh, Raspixel.tv is the website. You can find me at Pete Wright or at Raspixel on uh, the Twitter. And uh, gosh, would sure love it if you went to iTunes and subscribe to the show there if you're listening to this on the website. And uh, also, uh, you know, if you have, you know, nice or even hell moderately nice things to say about the show we'd, we'd love your comments and and shares did you, did i send you the pete Wright you make me so mad picture i didn't send you this i don't think so this uh, i don't this, recall seeing I, it. uh a friend of another show uh, uh the good and kindly steve sarmento is a is a uh is a friend of the movies we like show and we absolutely steve is a he apparently listens to movies we like uh while he's doing yard work and i made a comment about um Kevin Costner. I'm not I'm not a generally a huge Kevin Costner fan and I made a comment about Kevin Costner uh in um the uh, the goodly uh, uh Bull Durham. Uh and okay. how his performance was uh, likened to that of a of a wet 2 by 4 And I ended up getting back uh this <laughs> This post about uh, from from Steve on Google Plus, he posted on the show notes page and he said, Pete Wright, you make me so mad. I found instead of laughing along with the show, I found myself screaming. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's he provocative. Posted, he posted this picture. It's like an LOL cats kind of a picture of and it's of Leatherface holding his chainsaw in the air. And it's it's captioned, Pete Wright, you make me so mad. It's like, That's beautiful. Yeah, it's really it's like and I, I post I feel like I've arrived. Yeah. When I drive people to chainsaw their front yard. I I know. I'm really actually jealous. Yeah. Right. I get, make people yell. I yell about you all the time, but I've never posted that picture. You yell about me. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, and you know who else yells about you is the goodly Megan Strand. Today is her birthday. She's not on this show anymore, but you can hear her on Cause Talk Radio. Uh, this week's uh, Cause Talk will go live on Thursday, but it was recorded and that, today. And that's our birthday gift to you, Megan. Our birthday gift is you not having to show up here anymore. <laughs> but us, you know. But we love you, Megan, and we but, miss but, you. But and, us telling people yeah. to go visit your new show. Yes. 
Because we still love you. Happy birthday, man. Okay, a jet's about to fly over. All we right. better be going. All right. Bye. Bye.